Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Some years back, quite a few years ago, back in 1969, there was a two-man group that released a song entitled In the Year 2525. They had composed this song, and it would go on to become number one hit in the United States of America, where it would hold that position for six weeks, and also number one in the UK, in the United Kingdom. It's a fascinating ballad. It really is extraordinary. Now they, in, in recent years, comparatively, have referred to themselves, have been referred to, and have referred to themselves as one-hit wonders. But it is an extremely rare thing to find a song as pithy and poignant and pointed as in the year 2525. And the lead line is, in the year 2525. And a couple lines later it says, they may find, referring to mankind, what they may find in 2525, and then in subsequent millennia. Well, we don't have to worry about that. We really don't. Not because of global climate change and so on and so forth, but 2525, (laughs) if 2525 rolls around, it's going to be a very different thing indeed. It will, will be during the millennial reign of Christ. Well into it, very well into it, far into it, but perhaps even half a century into it. Now, on the previous program, a couple accounts that I referred to very near the end of that program, one was pertaining to a man, a young man, 24 years of age, who in Minnesota's Mall of America went hunting for someone to murder. And he decided that instead of attacking an adult, he would grab a five-year-old boy from his mother. And he threw him from three-story height down onto a stone floor. Certain death. But miraculously, the boy has survived. Now, it is unheard of for convictions and sentencing to occur in a period of six, seven weeks. And yet that's what has happened with regard to this case. And he pled guilty. The charges were pled down to a bare minimum. And he has received a sentence of 19 years. But, as I mentioned, 
with time served. And again, that term served is so, it's such a perverse use of the term, but with time already served. <laughs> in other words, six, seven weeks in jail. With that time served and with good behavior, if he does not murder any other children or attempt to murder any other children while he is in prison, he can be released in 12 years. He will be eligible for parole in 12 years, even if nothing else intervenes, like a push to release dangerous prisoners because of prison overcrowding and so forth, as they like to do in California. But I stated my <laughs> uh, how appalled I am at this. But then as a counterpoint, I shared with you this matter of this vicious, monstrous mass murderer in Norway, in enli- exceedingly enlightened Norway. Norway which is supposed to be as expensive a nation to live in as there is on the earth, if not the most expensive, at least in Oslo. But there was this monstrous, murderous, (laughs) dual attack by this destroyer back in 2011, July 22nd, 2011, He succeeded in murdering 77 people, most of them young teenagers. And he was sentenced to the maximum, the maximum, maximum there in Norway of 21 years for this. 21 years for 77 lives, not counting the multitudes that he gravely wounded and injured and scarred for life. Not to mention all of those who are merely scarred emotionally for life. But 21 years, well, that's fair. Then what we're talking about is one year for every, what, three and a half people have murdered or something like that? Roughly speaking. But oh no, do not assume he will spend 21 years incarcerated. No, he could be released after only 10 years. (laughs) Right? He was sentenced in 2012, could be released in 2022, you know, for good behavior again, if, if he doesn't murder anybody else. Yes, Norway's truly enlightened. Not only do they have no death penalty, but again, he could be released in 10 years' time after murdering 77 and attempting to murder many, many more. Well, as I mentioned, as I have mentioned before, As bad as things are in the United States of America, and they are bad, and they have gotten worse year by year, decade by decade. But, contrary to what we are told about how we are improving (laughs) as compared to America of yesteryear, but as bad as it is in the United States of America in terms of the social fabric of this nation. 
Nonetheless, we are a step or two behind the UK. A step or two behind the continent of Europe, behind Scandinavia. They are ahead of us. Yes, they are even further downhill than we are. But, truly wonderful. Meanwhile, I mentioned that uh, Norway was trying to find people to befriend him in prison because under their laws, prisoners cannot be kept in isolation for a long time. That's considered unduly cruel, right? Oh, my. But, meanwhile, they fear that he's too dangerous to mix with other prisoners, that he might take other prisoners hostage without weapons, but he might take them hostage in order to escape. Speaking of mass murder, back to the United States of America. An employee, longtime employee of the Virginia Beach Municipal Agency, an engineer with them, he assassinated one person in the parking lot, and then he entered one of the buildings, and he murdered as many as he could. And he murdered 12 people. One man, a big burly man, Ryan Keith Cox, he got as many of his co-workers as he could to a place of comparative safety, got them barricaded in, and he left to see if there were any others whom he could help. And this one fellow employee, this woman said, Keith, come on. He said, I've got to see if anybody else needs help. He said, barricade the door, do it now. That's the last they would see of him or hear of him in this lifetime. He was the last to be murdered, apparently. A man laying down his life to attempt to save the lives of others. These great movements, you know, black power, Black Lives Matter. Well, based on the name of the murderer, I'm going to make a leap of an assumption. It's just an assumption. I haven't seen anything to verify it, but I believe that the murderer is probably a man of color. But I know that Ryan Keith Cox, this man, who laid down his life to try to save others, I know he's a man of color. But, see, Black Lives Matter doesn't distinguish, all right? Oh, they're both black men, right? Do you remember the law enforcement officer in Los Angeles who murdered any number of people, including uh, an Asian young woman and her boyfriend and... I know at least one man of color, black man, and yet there were all of these incredible people that were cheering him on 
and were rooting for him because he was a man of color who, of course, had been picked on and discriminated against because of his color. I digress. Moving on to pasta. Pasta. Yes, pasta. Barilla pasta. Now, I don't know what is the proper pronunciation, whether it is Bauria or something like that, but Barilla pasta out of Italy. Well, the chairman of the company, Guido Barilla, Barilla, he got in trouble. Yes, he did. He got in trouble because he spoke his mind. Now, it's entirely okay to speak your mind as long as you are saying the right things, meaning in this day and age, the right things are the wrong things. The right things are the perverse things, the wicked things, the evil things, saying them, promoting them, and so forth. But no, he's old school with traditional morality. And on a TV interview, he said, quote, I would never do a commercial with a homosexual family. <laughs> he says family. Uh, wrong, not family. Not for lack of respect, but because we don't agree with them. Well, he got in all kinds of trouble. No, I'm not talking about with the sodomite activists out there in the world, even though, yes. I'm talking about with a man whom he had employed to run his company. That's right. So he made the, I think, horrendous decision to employ Claudio Colzani to run his company as CEO, chief executive officer. And, oh, they've made such great strides since then. Truly phenomenal. Yes, they have been featured, if you will, by the so-called self-styled sodomite activist human rights campaign. Their corporate equality index, Barilla, for the past five years has earned the highest possible score for promoting sodomite lifestyle. Death style. But so Barilla, under Colzani's inspired leadership, has transformed itself from a pasta mega company that would refuse to feature sodomites in its advertising campaigns into one that uses homoerotic packaging to sell its product. Isn't that a leap forward? Isn't that magnificent? But before this great transition, headed up by Colzani, who had been with Unilever, American international company, and was on the diversity committee, as in depth and diversity, not to be confused with dearth and perversity of godliness, of righteousness, of morality, and so forth. No, no. But prior to that, 
you know, this outcry against this terrible chairman of the board. Yes, Harvard University. Talk about enlightened. How much more enlightened can one get than Harvard? Harvard removed Barilla Pasta from its dining halls. Oh, my. What outstanding leadership there by Harvard University. But then there were others, like Chrissy Teigen, former Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, world-famed model and influencer. (laughs) Yes. So she joins Colzani as a Pied Piper. I'm going to touch on a few here. But Chrissy Teigen, she, in a tweet, stated that she would fund sodomite pornography filmed in a bathtub filled with linguine. Now, she may have said that tongue-in-cheek, right? You know, just... Some sort of sardonic humor or whatever, okay? But what does that say about the woman, do you imagine? Hmm. Well, certainly she's incredibly enlightened, isn't she? Hmm. Yes, she tweeted to her followers. Now, there are different figures with regard to how many followers Miss Pied Piper Tigan has. But one figure that I have stated that she has 35 million followers on Instagram and Twitter. 35 million. So when she tweets something, it goes out into the Twitter universe and reaches... 35 million followers, not to mention, of course, the mass media and goes round the world and is repeated to billions, just as I am stating here, right? So this wonderful pillar of virtue, this leader of women, this influencer who is leading so many teenage girls all the way down to tweeners, count you. <laughs> you can count on that, okay? But tweeners, teenagers, young adult women, and perhaps some that are post-young adult, 35 million and growing, all right? Miss Pied Piper tweets to them that she will fund sodomite Pornography filmed in a bathtub which is filled with linguine to protest this terrible outrage by Barilla. Miss Pied Piper, and she is so qualified. I'm really surprised she's not one of the Democrat candidates for president. At least I haven't seen anything uh, to lead me to believe that she has announced. However, that doesn't mean that she won't. 
And it doesn't mean that she might not be included on a ticket with somebody else, right? She could team up with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or something like that. You know, something really stellar. Or perhaps Jennifer Lopez or Eva Longoria or what have you. But, or perhaps with her husband, John Legend. We will see. We will wait with bated breath to see what comes of that. But you see, she is this massive superstar of social media, of the dumbed-down communication of social media, which is, of course, the method of choice of our president, and of politicians around the world. Yes, it's outstanding. But she is a Pied Piper. Colzani is a Pied Piper. But Chrissy, she has all kinds of things going for her. Yes, she does. In case you're thinking, well, she's just doing that Twitter thing, and maybe she gets, you know, the occasional modeling stint or gig or shoot or what have you. No, there's more to it than that. No, no, she's got all kinds of stuff going on. Raking in Boku bucks, yes. So she's doing very nicely, and she's out there in front of the public, not just with Twitter and Instagram, but rather, on Hulu, she's been employed by Hulu to develop new programming. It's exciting. Yes. And she is co-host of Paramount Network's Lip Sync Battle. But she's going to be involved with any number of different programs via Hulu. Streaming service. It is exciting. In addition to this, she also will rule over small claims Chrissy's court for Jeffrey Katzenberg's Queeby. Yes, she will reign as the judge over one small claims case. And her rulings will be binding. Like other reality TV shows, the plaintiffs, the defendants, the disputes are real, are actual. And Chrissy's exceedingly wise, wonderful, moral, godly, righteous, honorable, noble rulings will be binding. Yes. Pity the fools that (laughs) choose to go along with that. But speaking of Pied Pipers and mass media, but before I do, because it'll be too far in, let me just say that I am Brad Thomas, and this is after all is said and done. And whatever's right and true and good in this program is thanks to God Almighty and his holy son, Jesus Christ. Whatever's wrong, lacking, erring, deficient, is due to me. But now on to an illustrious titan of industry. 
This man heads up one of the major broadcasting companies, one of the major radio networks in the United States of America. David Field. He inherited this leadership from his father, founder Joseph M. Field. But David Field, he is a progressive thinker, an exciting young corporate leader. And he wants to make his mark, distinguish himself from his father, prove that he deserves to be where he is and so forth. So he stated that Entercom, this company, which he heads up, that it would have upcoming aggressive priorities that would keep the company playing offense. Yes, since he's taken over, he has focused on the company playing offense, you know, against the competition. And he has these aggressive priorities that were referred to very recently, just just the end of last month. This came out. David Fields, aggressive priorities to keep Entercom playing offense. And I read what these were supposed to be, and, you know, they're kind of generic and vanilla and what have you. But today I happened to see in a story in Radio Inc. magazine that more specifics regarding this. No, it didn't mention aggressive priorities. It didn't mention playing offense. No. It didn't even mention David Field, (laughs) CEO. What it did mention, though, was Channel Q, as in queer. Yes, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, plus talk radio network, Channel Q. That in addition to the markets that have already been earmarked for this, designated for this, that they have now added Dallas, Denver, Kansas City, San Diego, Washington, D.C., and a second station in San Francisco. Exciting. So now this format will be rolled out in 19 major media markets. Truly exciting. Yes, this network is dedicated to celebrating the queer community and pushing forth the sodomite agenda. And this baby is David Field's baby. This is all him. This is all on him. So, you know... (laughs) That vaunted human rights campaign, they need to give him some really auspicious award for this. And rest assured, 
that all of the other sodomite activist groups will do just that. They will just, you know, inundate him with love, (laughs) right? It will be so exciting. Well, I happened to leave a little note, a comment, with regard to that story. So I'm just going to read my comment. Since it's mine, I think I can go ahead and read it <laughs> verbatim. And it is not perfection here, but it, it was very diplomatically put, honestly, compared to uh, what it could have said. But, quote, So this is what David Field means when he states we will play offense and refers to upcoming aggressive priorities. Namely, he will lead Intercom in ever more aggressively pushing the offensive sodomite agenda on Americans. What a community-spirited fellow. Quite the legacy he is crafting. This is indeed keeping with how many major American companies have degenerated from one generation to the next, end quote. So what other major American companies am I picking on? Well, in case you're not aware of it, the major, major behemoth companies of the past that have left legacies of massive corporate foundations, regardless how flawed, how exceedingly imperfect and flawed the founders of those huge companies were, as those companies have been handed down and the foundations handed down to succeeding generations, they have gone further and further left and pushed and promoted, used the money that was made by the original, originating, founding generations and used that to promote the most extreme, corrosive, degenerate, leftist agendas in this nation. Were it not for them, the abortion agenda, the induced abortion agenda, probably would still not be on the books (laughs) in the form that it is. Not to mention the sodomite agenda and all of these others, all of their aspects that have been codified. They owe a great deal to the resources that were gathered by previous generations that did not hold these (laughs) evil values. Now, with regard to the press, I have mentioned this, I have quoted this previously, more than once, but it certainly pertains. But before I quote, let me just again emphasize in case (laughs) it wasn't clear, David Field is another Pied Piper. 
Okay, He's not a social influencer. He certainly is not a model. He's not a TV star. He's not a streaming media star. He's not married to a music star, as far as I'm aware. Music performer of great stature. No, not as far as I know. No, he was an investment banker, has an MBA. Okay. So not a broadcaster either, except that he took over a broadcasting company after being CFO, chief financial officer for them. But he is using it. He's using it the same way these other generations of these major companies have used the resources of these massive corporate foundations to promote evil agendas on this nation. But permit me to quote, quote, our republic and its press will rise or fall together and able and disinterested public-spirited press with trained intelligence to know the right and courage to do it, can preserve that public virtue without which popular government is a sham and a mockery. A cynical, mercenary, demagogic, intellectually... No, I'm reading my own words there. A cynical, mercenary, demagogic press will produce in time a people as base as itself. The power to mold the future of the republic will be in the hands of the journalists of future generations. Joseph Pulitzer. And that is proudly displayed on a plaque at the press club in Washington, D.C. Now, my own version of that, I made a slight addition in the second paragraph, a cynical, mercenary, demagogic, intellectually dishonest, and immoral press will produce in time a people as base as itself. What does this have to do with the price of eggs, right? What does this have to do with the likes of David Field and Chrissy Teigen and Colzani of Barilla? I mean, really. Joseph Pulitzer had conviction that it was absolutely indispensable to freedom in this nation for the press, the media, the communications media to preserve public virtue. What an old, you know, such and such. I mean, you know, what outdated ideas. How ridiculous. Right? Surely. Surely he just, you know. (laughs) I mean, he's from a different generation, you know, back in the dark ages or something. So, Moving on with regard to this, the enlightenment that we are bombarded with here in this nation and which we are forced 
not merely to tolerate, not just to tolerate evil. I did say evil, not sin, evil, not just to tolerate it, but to respect it, to honor it, to embrace it, to encourage it, to promote it, to condone it, to reward it. Something now from 1919. The communist rules for revolution. The red rules. I've shared them with you before. I'm not going to share all of them. Okay? But I'm going to focus on certain ones. Number one. Number one communist rule for revolution. Corrupt the young. Let me repeat that. Corrupt the young. Get them away from religion. Get them interested in sex, meaning sexual immorality. Sexual sin, sexual immorality. Number two, break down the old moral virtues. I'm sensing a a pattern here, a theme, (laughs) you know, a trend This is the communist rules for revolution. The red rules from 1919. That's right, 1919. 100 years ago. Oh my. Corrupt the young. Get them away from religion, meaning Christianity, Get them interested in sex, meaning sexual sin, promiscuous sexual sin, sexual immorality. Number two, break down the old moral virtues. Number five, get the people's attention on athletics, sex, meaning sexual sin, sexual immorality. Number six, get control of all media. And use that media to do these things, to corrupt the young, to break down the old moral virtues, and to get the people's attention on sexual sin. Well... Getting control of all of the media, that was one of the core tenets here of the communist rules for revolution. But you see, it doesn't have to be controlled by the government in order to do these things, does it, David Field and Entercom? No, certainly not. Or does it, Sirius XM and Howard Stern. And the list goes on. But that's the communist rules for revolution 1919. Those are rules number one, number two, number five, and number six. And just for a kicker, I'll throw in number eight. Cause the registration of all firearms in order to eventually confiscate them. 
But now let's go back before 1919. Hmm. A father of communism, Karl Marx, and his communist manifesto from 1846. I'm going to cherry pick here too from his key priorities, from his 10 key priorities. Number six, government ownership of communication and transportation, but government ownership of communication. Number 10, government control of education. Again, a pattern, a theme, a trend from Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto of 1846. But again, government ownership of the means of communication, of the vehicles of communication, is not essential when you have your people in charge. It can be private enterprise. As long as the right people are in charge and calling the shots. Like David Field. Government control of education. Why is that so important? Well, for revisionist history, to eliminate Christianity, to eliminate the Bible from education, to eliminate even the Ten Commandments. Can't have that. (laughs) No. Dangerous to have the Ten Commandments taught to children. And with government control of education, you can accomplish continual, perpetual, pervasive, invasive indoctrination of the young. And thereby corrupt them and supplant righteousness and virtue with perversity, with immorality. Yes, you can foist sex education on children all the way down to kindergartners, and that sex education can promote the sodomite agenda. And it does, as well as just more garden variety sexual immorality and precocious precocious sexual sin. Yes, you can do that. Adolf Hitler was very fond of insisting on controlling education. But here we have Karl Marx, the father of communism, but truly the father of socialism. So that was 1846. Now let's go back just a little bit further. Yes, back to a time that was on a par with the so-called founding of this nation. The truth is this nation was founded by the Pilgrims and Puritans. But we recognize the war for independence and the Constitutional Congress with the founding of America, of the United States of America. 
subsequent to those. So here in 1773, not 1776, 1773, we have Meyer Amschel Bowers' 14-point plan for world domination. From 1773. And again, I'm going to cherry pick. All right, may I please? Okay, so he says the first principle to remember is that law is force in disguise. Another way to say that is might is right. Law is force in disguise. It's not truth. It's not righteousness. It's not judgment and justice. It is force in disguise. He stated that the use of any and all means to reach our final or ultimate goal is justified. Morality demonstrates weakness, which is in agreement with the Roman Empire. He said that his number eight point was alcoholic liquors, drugs, moral corruption, and vice will be used to corrupt the youth of all nations. What a visionary. Let's have legalization of marijuana. Not just medical marijuana, recreational marijuana. Of course, they're both the same marijuana, right? But for recreational use. And who's to say that youths shouldn't be able to use it? I mean, really. How can we say that? How can we deny them the use of marijuana? If they're old enough to vote, right? So... Alcohol, drugs, moral corruption, and vice, which is moral corruption, used to corrupt the youth of all nations. Number 13, the combined wealth of the organization will control all outlets of public information. Once more, (laughs) we have control of all communication, control of all outlets of public information. But again, it doesn't have to be done by government agencies and departments. Not when you have the right people in place like David Field. Yes. So again and again from 1846 to 1773 to 1919. It doesn't matter. It's consistent. Whether it happens to be Meyer Amschel Bauer, who took the name Rothschild, 
or red shield is the meaning of that, to Karl Marx, to the communist rules for revolution, all focus on the same things. They all focus on the same things. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's just, (laughs) you know, just it's so curious, isn't it? Who would have thought? It must be a coincidence that the communist rules for revolution in 1919, the red rules, Karl Marx's key priorities from his communist manifesto in 1846, and Meyer Amschel Bowers' 14-point plan for world domination, way back in 1773, focus on the same cornerstones. Obtaining, achieving control of all means of communication, all outlets of public information, controlling it, commanding it and controlling it, and using that and public education, controlling that, using those to corrupt the youth of all nations. And furthermore, working to corrupt those who are no longer youths. These are key to this. Now, of course, Karl Marx He proudly stated, quote, my objective in life, my objective in life is to dethrone God and destroy capitalism. But what's fascinating is we have capitalist enterprises and corporate foundations of capitalist enterprises that are working to accomplish the ends of that were desired and intended by Karl Marx and his followers. Yes. Outstanding. So in case you thought that the sodomite agenda was just some sort of independent, enlightened movement, no, it is not. (laughs) It is not the work of free thinkers. It is not new thinking. It's old thinking. It's very old thinking. It goes back to 1919 and the communist rules for revelation, (laughs) you might say, right? No, revolution. But revolution... It can't be revolution because revolution is violent. That's right. Violent. Violent overthrow. But it's so much easier to accomplish violent overthrow when a nation is degraded and debased 
and weakened terribly from within so that it will not defend itself. So the communist rules for revolution 1919, Karl Marx's favorite tenets from 1846, Meyer, Amschel, Bauer, Rothschild's 14-point plan from 1773. They all meet in this nexus that we must command and control all communication and all means of communication and public information. We must corrupt the youth pervert them, cause them to commit immorality, sexual immorality, and to do so continually and to think only about that. And also the older people, those who are beyond their youth. Fascinating, but true. And the Pied Pipers, Chrissy Teigen, David Field, Kozani, they are working to this end. I'm Brad Thomas. And this is after all is said and done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.